0: This is a Warminster Community Radio podcast. Welcome to episode four of Around Warminster. My name's Andrew Robinson. Uh, This week, still covering Warminster and the surrounding area, our episode is entitled Drive My Car. Uh, from madness. Although perhaps park my car would be more appropriate as Councillor Caroline Thomas is first on the podcast this week. As always, we have a summary of the week's news. Remember, if it's worth knowing in Warminster, you'll find it right here. Later in the episode, Will Johnson joins me from the Warstall Theatre in Codford. But first, the Warminster Business Network has raised concerns about Wiltshire Council's car parking strategy. Business leaders feel that car parking charges act as a barrier to people shopping locally in the town centre. To explore this issue more, I spoke to the cabinet member responsible for car parking, transport and flooding at Wiltshire Council. I started by asking Caroline Thomas about the Business Network's assessment. I assume you you would disagree with with their assessment?
1: Yes, I, I would disagree with their assessment and just just to note that actually yesterday I met with the town clerk, Tom Dommett and also local business representative Matt Towle. And we had a very constructive uh, conversation. Um, the council's Uh, car parking strategy forms part of the local transport plan Uh, that was last reviewed in 2015. So it's fair to say it's currently out of date and it is indeed subject to review this year. But essentially the strategy strategy sets out the background and context for parking across the whole of the county. Um, And, you know, we cover matters such as overall management of car parking, uh, the actual car parking stock, um, the setting of appropriate charges, car parking standards, how we look maybe to attract visitor, um, well, a visitor attraction parking, parking at, um, at key hub points like railway stations, coach station, coach parks, um, bus stations, and so forth, and of course um, uh, safety and mobility impaired uh, requirements. So as I said, it was uh, it was last uh, set out in 2015. Um, and uh, and that will all be done again this year as part of uh, this year's um, local transport plan.
0: I think w- what a lot of people would like is um, what the Trowbridge multi-storey car park has, which is free parking. Is that feasible for Warminster?
1: Um, no. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that the answer is no. Um, the, the Trowbridge free parking is the result of a complicated um, property arrangement whereby the physical building was given to the Wiltshire Council on the premise that it would be used for free parking and nothing but free parking. Um, nothing else like that exists, it was a very specific set of, of, of circumstances. When we provide parking. Uh, Clearly, we have to raise uh, revenue because there are costs associated with providing parking. You know, you've got to you've got to cover the costs, for example, of the um, the you know, the maintaining the car park, the, the, the surface of the car park. You've got ticket machines to to keep keep to repair and and every now and replace we're just about to roll out um uh new ticket machines uh this year you've got to collect the money or you've got to collect you've got to pay for the mi permit fees That's sort of, you know 10 if not 20p uh, um every time the, the the permit is used and of course you've got enforcement uh, and if we do um happen to make a surplus through um our car parking charges then that surplus goes directly to fund um public transport specifically um our supported bus network so we absolutely do need to have charges and you no know, the Trowbridge example is a is a one-off
0: I I was chancing my arm a bit I'll be honest with with that (laughs) with that question but I am am interested because it it must be quite difficult for the council because as you've said that there is revenue to to raise so how how do you get that strike that difficult balance between the the money that needs to be raised but also that there is a there is a community benefit to not necessarily free but lower cost parking isn't there?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, uh, and 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 my stance is that car parking is a service and as a service, it has to meet the needs of the community. So, yes, we have to raise revenue because we have costs to cover. And if we can support our local uh, supported buses, fantastic. So we have to we have to charge. But the the purpose of parking is to support the local um, local economy and, you know, the community's needs in, in, in other respects. Um, so it is a balance between um, between setting the charges while also ensuring fair access um, and meeting the needs of needs of local communities. Definitely, and that's and that's what the uh, the broader car parking strategy will will look to do.
0: And does the strategy also look at the effect of car parking charges on residential streets near the town centre, where people may be pushed to to. Uh, to to park their cars there in, instead for free. Um, there is
1: there's there is always the the potential. It's in it's inevitably there's a there's a potential um, that if you charge in one place, then then there might be a, a knock on consequence, and we are very very mindful of that. So again. When we're looking at uh, our car parking charging, our charges, we do need to balance that point about fair access. So we're not we're not inadvertently incentivising people to go and park on local local streets, but you know we have to we have to accept you know if there is a charge, some people will look for the um look to park elsewhere, not notwithstanding the inconvenience possibly to themselves and of course um to, to the neighbours um, and the communities affected, which is unfortunate. But we do look to charge appropriately so that we don't create an incentive for people to park elsewhere.
0: Uh, linked to your portfolio, not parking but but roads, um we, we have in Warminster the, the the issue of the toads. Um, uh, which uh, may have come across your desk, um, and the, the toad patrollers who want to close Smallbrook Road, um, which is being discussed with Warminster Town Council at the moment, um, that Warminster Town Council say their understanding is that that Wiltshire Council doesn't have uh, an appetite for, for road closures. The toad patrollers say that from their discussions they're getting the feeling that the Wiltshire Council does have the, the appetite. Uh, I wondered if you could indicate who might be right.
1: Um, I don't think there's a there's a right or wrong on this. Um, I believe what we've said, so this is some time ago now that this crossed my desk. Um, so um, but I believe what we've actually said is, We're waiting to hear back from Trowbridge Town Council in terms of the consultation work they've done and the arguments that they want to put forward with regard to this request. And once they've done that, we'll be able to look at it in the round. It is fair to say closing a road is a is a is a serious consideration. It's part of part of our duties as the highway authority, is to maintain roads and to keep them open. And because obviously they're very important for people um, to get from A to B. Um, So we would have to be given a hugely persuasive argument, but we haven't said no. We've said we need to see what the argument is and then we will consider it.
0: OK. Um, and the, the, the final topic, which I, I'd like to uh, just uh, uh, discuss with you, is the, the issue of HGVs in villages, because I know that you've recently met with uh, campaigners from Maiden Bradley, Chapmanslade and Causley, uh, who want to get HGVs out of their, their village. Um, does Wiltshire Council support their campaign?
1: So um, we're very supportive of uh, the villagers' position. Um, as people may well know that uh, Wiltshire Council did actually put together, do all the necessary work um, leading up to a TRO uh, traffic regulation order um, that was put in, theoretically put in place back in 2010. But when it was agreed, it was agreed subject to uh, National Highways doing some work on the A30, oh, sorry, on the A350 junction with the A303. Now, they've never done that work, um, and it's not in their plans to do that work. Meanwhile, um, those villages are suffering the consequences of um, businesses on the Somerset side of the border, particularly uh, the quarry operators, using their villages as rat runs rather than um, sticking to the strategic um, road network, which we just don't feel is appropriate. Now. Um, there's a process to be gone through in terms of um, in terms of looking at the weight limits. You have to do the data collection process again. You have to uh, you have to do um, consultation and and so forth. And so we are we are in that process. And uh, and I think it's very important that we follow due process. It's really important that we consult with neighbouring authorities, um, you know, because we do understand that, that, that there is some impact and we need to understand that impact and making sure that we take due regard, take due regard of that impact in, in, in reaching any decisions. So we're going through a process. Um, but yes, I think it's fair to say we are supportive of, of, of their, of their, you know, their issues, concerns and, and want to be able to do something to help.
0: Is there any indication of how, how long all this process would take?
1: We have a broad time timeline that that leads us to a, a decision being being taken um, during the course of this year, such that implementation if it is proceeded with implementation would be possible by the end of the year and if not the end of the year then early next year but as i say it is important to go through the consultation process and then there is a legal process as well that needs to be uh, gone through that involves a cabinet decision uh, as well as a public consultation process associated with a traffic regulation order
0: and I'm, I'm right in thinking that some of these lorries shouldn't be on these particular roads anyway. And is there anything <laughs> that can be done in the meantime to l- reduce the impact on the villages?
1: Yes, there is. There is a there is a weight limit that's one directional, that's an east to west um, uh, limit, if you like, um, going through. I think it's Maiden Bradley. Um, no, it's not going through Maiden Bradley. It's going through Causley. Um and that is. Would appear to be fairly routinely um, not observed the difficulty with weight limit enforcement is it rests on the police it's not a matter for the council it's a matter for the police um, and police resources are inevitably stretched and they tend to focus on speeding matters in relation to highways rather than necessarily weight matters so so it's not ideal clearly if we go ahead and put the restrictions on the on the west side of the roads heading towards the three villages then we will be looking to the police um, to ensure that we get some enforcement support there
0: Well, thank you very much for taking time talking to us I mean we've covered a lot of issues just in the Warminster area so I know you must be very bu- uh, have a very busy portfolio with all of the the roads and car parks all over Wiltshire <laughs>
1: I do indeed. But it's a <laughs> pleasure to talk to you. I'm al- I'm always happy to talk to the local radio and, and, and you know, try and give a local perspective, a, a, you know, cover local matters as well as the, the broader countywide perspective.
0: Lovely. Thank you very much for, for taking the time. All right. Thanks, Thank Andrew. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Councillor Caroline Thomas there from Wiltshire Council. What's your view of car parking charges? Uh, do let us know what you think. Next on Around Warminster, our Newsweek team looks back at seven days of local news.
2: WCR Newsweek. Headline.
0: Housing Association flats to be demolished. Car park payment machines fiasco. Police appeal for wanted man. Checks for fatal five made in villages. And cop memorial restoration begins. All this and more this week on Newsweek.
3: Housing Association flats to be demolished. Flats at both Alcock Crest and Westleigh are to be demolished due to safety concerns. Selwood Housing made the shock announcement this week after the scope and cost of the works needed were much larger than anticipated. The condition of the flats was initially investigated in 2019, but specialist surveyors had recently investigated the balconies and walkways. Residents received a letter informing them of the decision to knock down the 40 flats involved instead of undertaking the expected repairs and replacements. Councillor Tony Jackson, Wiltshire, Wiltshire Council Member for Broadway, said, It is a matter of regret that some residents who have lived here for many years will lose their homes. Many will find this distressing. The Group Operations Director of Selwood Housing, Verena Buchanan, said that she understood that the news would have been shocking for residents. She offered reassurance, explaining that... My team will be meeting individually with each resident to explain the next steps and answer questions. The safety of our customers and homes is our top priority, so we're taking this action now to allow enough time for the rehousing process to take place. Drop-in sessions are to take place at the Civic Centre and it is intended that all those affected by the news will be rehomed by the end of 2024.
4: Car park payment machines fiasco. Motorists and visitors to Warminster have been up in arms over the status of the parking payment machines in central and western car parks this week. Shopper said that this is not the first time the machines are not working. One member of the public said that she had reduced her visits to the town because of this, as she has mobility issues and cannot use other car parks. She said the council should consider the wide implications the problem was having on those who are less mobile and those who want to use cash. Another branded the situation as an absolute fiasco. It's a joke, he said. Being registered blind, he said he found it soul destroying and time wasting to have to find a machine that works. He commented, I don't want to use a smartphone. They want everyone to go cashless by pushing the app. Another motorist said that she had tried to park in the Western Car Park for the Remembrance Day Parade last November and found the machines were all broken took her money and gave out no ticket. Wiltshire Council apologised for the inconvenience and reported that the situation was due to power issues. They said that a programme to replace all parking machines across the county will be underway shortly and that these will continue to accept cash. Police appeal for wanted man.
2: A 40-year-old man is wanted by police for burglary and criminal damage committed on Christmas Day. Gareth Lamour is of no fixed abode, but is believed to be in the Warminster area. He is known to travel to London for work, and he is also wanted in connection with an assault. The police would like anyone with information to call 101 or anonymously to Crime Stoppers on 0800 treble one. Checks
0: for Fatal 5 Made in Villages After concerns about speeding vehicles were raised by residents in local villages, police conducted speed checks in Kingston-Deverell, Hill-Deverell, Suttonveenie and Chitton. This is part of a crackdown previously reported on by Wiltshire Police on the five fatal offences. These are the five offences statistically most likely to lead to death or serious injury on the road. They comprise of drink and drug driving, careless and dangerous driving, distraction such as mobile phones, inappropriate excessive speed and failing to wear a seatbelt. At the time of the speed checks undertaken recently, no vehicles were found to be contravening the 30 mph speed limit.
3: Cop Heap Memorial restoration begins. This month sees the start of an extensive project to restore the Copheap Memorial. The scheme was announced by Warminster Town Council last July last week vital tree work was completed the footpath is now being surfaced this will be completed at the end of the month as part of the town council's pledge to maintain pride in warminster the work will include cleaning the gullies and improving the drainage providing flowering shrub beds or wildflower seeding by the pathway relocating the litter bin tidying the foliage at the entrance steps and painting the railings the intention is to also improve the pathway beyond the Litchgate leading up to Copheap Hill, as well as to clean and repair the Lichgate structure, seating and roof tiles. Councillor Bill Parks said, I'm glad the restoration work has begun. It serves as an everlasting tribute of pride and gratitude to the people of Warminster who gave their lives in the World Wars. Funding for the restoration will come from the Dewey Trust. Activities
4: to be provided for local youth. Wiltshire Council and Wiltshire Police have been working together to explore different ways of supporting local youth. A multifaceted approach has been devised, which it is hoped will help young people in the area by providing positive activities and diversions from antisocial behaviour. With £5,000 provided by the Warminster Area Board, a total of £15,000 have been approved by the Town Council to fund the project. Activities provided are to include canoeing and tennis, but the full programme has not yet been released. A blue bus will offer a safe environment for at least one evening a week for those aged between 10 and 17 years old. Specially trained outreach workers will engage with young people around the town to build relationships and channel their energies into positive pursuits. The scheme would need to run for at least three years and can be modified and adapted to meet need and demand. Signs of the Times
2: Work to replace five tourism signs on the outskirts of Warminster has been completed this week as part of the Town Council's commitment to attract visitors to the town and maintain pride and improvement in the town. The new signs provide updated information which is more accurate about the current facilities in the town. One of the signs has a speed limit sign placed directly in front of it and has now been recited. A grant from Wiltshire Council funded the
3: project. Safeguarding Against Overdevelopment The government published its updated version of the National Planning Policy Framework, the NPPF, last December. This followed a year-long consultation process. The key changes are the introduction of reforms to housing delivery, new protection from out-of-character residential development, greenbelt alterations and allocation of agricultural land for development. Bill Parks, Wiltshire Council Member for Warminster Rural and North, said the revised framework would mean that the proposed plans for 205 homes on land west of Westbury Road would need to be looked at again. Nick Botterell, Cabinet Member for Strategic Planning on Wiltshire Council, said the new NPPF introduces new material considerations which the Council will take into account when processing planning applications. In some instances, this may result in the refusal of planning permission where this may not have been the case before. Mr Parks commented that the new changes introduced by the new NPPF have not been tested through appeals or in the courts. Some of the wording is not as clear as it could be and may therefore be open to interpretation. There will undoubtedly be challenges ahead to overcome.
2: Swift action at Kingdown. Swindon and Wiltshire Interventions for Families to Thrive, or SWIFT, is a program run by Wiltshire Police. The aim is to prevent children from entering the criminal justice system by reducing their involvement with the police. It caters to youngsters who are known to exhibit antisocial behaviour, have episodes of going missing, face low level disorder at home, or have concerns over low level exploitation. The initiative is part of the Neighbourhood Policing Week of Action, which highlights the work done by a range of members on the policing team within the local community. Kingdown School hosted a successful SWIFT session with the local policing team recently.
0: Next, we head to the villages. This week, it's Codford. The Warstall Theatre has a full programme of events coming up, as Will Johnson explained to me. So, I, I think it is fair to say that the Warstall Theatre is getting much busier, isn't it? It
5: is. It's absolutely seething. And uh, and the workload's increasing. <laughs> I've been doing stuff this morning before I came and had to rush out in a hurry. Uh, yeah, it is and very exciting.
0: Uh, so, what have you got coming up first?
5: Um, well, j- just to refer everybody back, the last time I came on, we uh, we told you about Cinderella. If you remember the director, Jill mm-hmm. Davis, came and talked about it. That was a huge success. It was almost a total sellout. Wow. Um, and, and very well received, indeed. Um, yeah, so that was, that was a popular event, all ends up. But in the near future, very near future, next week, on Friday, we've got a visit from the Salisbury Big Band, which is quite a departure for us. We mm. don't think we've ever had anything like that before. Friday the 2nd of February at 7.30, tickets are £12. Pounds. They play a wide range of swing and jive. We're hoping people might even dance if they want to. Ooh. But excellent. of course the bar will be open, so uh, it should be an excellent evening. Um We've also got our regular film nights are still running. The, the next one is on Wednesday the 7th of February when we're showing Scrapper, which is a BAFTA-nominated uh, film um, about a, a young orphan who's sort of struggling to keep going in the world and pretending to the social services that she's not on her own. Uh, so that's quite nice. We've got also we've got The Great Escaper on Wednesday the 8th of March which is the Michael Caine, Glenda Jackson film about the, a, a, a war veteran who escaped, in quotes, from his nursing home to go to Normandy for the, uh, for the, the D-Day, uh, mm. D-Day celebrations. Um, and then the big thing that I'm concerned with at the moment is we, we're producing the, the Ghost Train, a play by Arnold Ridley who, if you remember, was in Dad's Army. He, was, he played the, the medic in Dad's Army. Yes. Um, and he, he has a, a relatively local contact. He was born in Bath. Oh. I only learnt quite recently. Mm. Um, and lived in the area for, for many years. Yes. And he was, uh, he was quite a busy chap even then. But he fought in both wars, which wow. is quite unusual. Um and he wrote The Ghost Train in round about nineteen twenty five, I think. Um and uh this version has been updated by his son, Nicholas Ridley, who's also a playwright. Um and uh, so it's it's a new version that although it's a well known play, people may not have heard this version before. And that's on uh in the in March, on the twenty first to the twenty third of March. Uh, again tickets are £12 keep stressing that because we've got a new website I'd like people to make a note of um, if I tell you now and then perhaps I'll repeat it at the end Yes, we're now called the woolstoretheatre.co.uk we're no longer using the .org um, site uh, which unfortunately still exists so that could be confusing so that's important to use .co.uk um, uh, in um, April I'm quite excited because it's one that I particularly want to see our film night is Napoleon the new film with Wackham uh, Phoenix starring as Napoleon um, which concerns his early life uh, produced by Ridley Scott it looks as though that's going to be mm. really good um, and not yet advertised on our. Wood- on our website, but in uh, May we'll be uh, restarting our one act play festival, which runs biennially. Um, and uh, yes, we're hoping for great things for that. We've got a, a full programme of entries into it, so we'll have a, a varied selection of plays, um, um, and that will appear on the website very shortly. Um, where are we there? Oh, yeah, we, on the subject of the One Act Play Festival, we're actually ha- holding readings for it next week um, because our entry is yet to be decided. We we put in an, uh, an entry of our own. And so next Friday at the theatre in the bar, which will be open, it sounds awful, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll be having a reading of, of the possible entries for the play, uh, which may turn into auditions, or otherwise there'll be auditions the following week. Mm. So, yep, we've got uh, entries from as far away as Salisbury, Pusey, and Winterslow, if you know it's in East uh, Wiltshire. So, yeah, so that's going to be quite a big event. Excellent. Um, and all of these things which I've gabbled out to you, apart from the One Act Play Festival, are mentioned on our new website, which is the Woolstore Theatre dot co dot uk excellent
0: and people really i mean it's fantastic events people really should go along it's it's a
5: wonderful theater the building is beautiful isn't it it is yeah people are astonished when they see inside it and sadly a lot of people are unaware of it even people who live in codford are unaware of it although it's i mean it's a large building in the high street but somehow people overlook it but um, yeah, we've got really high hopes because it's a tremendous facility. It's, I think it's unique in the country of being the only wholly owned by the members village theatre. Wow. And, it, you know, it is a proper theatre with raked seating and all the things that you'd expect to see in a theatre, um, just slightly in miniature. We have about just over 100 seats so, yeah, we have uh, a really good time. Uh, we've got some good regular mm. visitors. It's Excellent. great.
0: And uh, because there's uh, d- just, just over 100 seats, that then uh, people should do what we're not very good at doing in Warminster, which is get your tickets early. Exactly,
5: exactly. <laughs> yeah. we, I was astonished the other day. My wife happened to look at the, at the website and saw that the ghost train tickets, which are not until March, end of March, and we're already selling them. Um, there's, uh, there's a handful of tickets already been sold so if you want to sit on the front seat you need to buy now guessing, but, yes uh, yeah no. it's uh, it's very good and and certainly having the you can buy your tickets online or if you come to one of the earlier events you can actually buy them in the box office at the theater on the night but the box office is only open on performance nights unless otherwise advertised
0: Now there is a big charity event coming up at Easter. Local band The Full Motley will be performing to raise money for Dorothy House Hospice in memory of one of their biggest fans. Steve Reynolds and John Layton talk
2: to Warminster Community Radio's Barry Mole. Joining me in the studio now, I have one part of The Full Motley. Steve Reynolds, the drummer. Morning, Steve. Hello there, Barry. How are you, f- you doing? I'm uh, not doing too bad. Excellent, excellent. Now, um, the full motlin has been going for quite some time, haven't they? Yes,
6: 24 years.
2: 24 years.
6: It's actually 24 years this Thursday.
2: This Right, okay, this Thursday. Um, so tell me, how are you celebrating?
6: Oh, um, well, we, I mean, we've been obviously playing for, for all that time, and we've done lots of big gigs Lots of small gigs, um, and this year we have uh, a big event coming up um, on Good Friday over in Trowbridge, so it's going to be a a real humdinger. We hope
2: a humdinger. Humdinger. So tell me, how has the lineup of the band varied since the time you started uh, to what it is now?
6: Well, we obviously we started with uh, drums, singer, three guitars. Yep. Um over the period of time we've had seven different singers. Um we've had about four different guitarists. Um
2: what happens do they wear out or something or do they just drop well, <laughs> dead during the performance?
6: <laughs> over thing, over Yeah, over a period of time things happen and yeah, people move people on. move on. And, on yeah. And we then they get replaced. One we one <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, we did. Mr. Richard Sketchley. Oh yes, of course. One yeah, of our presenters as well. Yes, yeah, he yeah. sadly passed away. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. So you've had quite a few people through.
6: Yeah. Uh, what is the current lineup? The well, current lineup is uh Steve Ayer playing bass, um uh, Paul Noak playing uh rhythm guitar and some lead. Mr. James Layton on principally lead guitar. Myself playing drums and uh at the moment we have a uh, girl singer Chloe Lee on lead vocals but of course the the other the other vocalist that comes in and out which will definitely be there on the 29th is my son Matthew
2: Reynolds. Yes of course Matthew is um, a great performer as well as just not just a singer a great performer. Yeah and I know uh, when you've been doing gigs and we've been there he really sort of gets the crowd going doesn't he? Yeah yeah. yeah. Excellent. Now um, we were talking about uh, the changing uh, shape of the Four Motley. Uh, Let's talk about the changing shape of people's bodily parts because you've worn out something haven't you? (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's okay don't worry it's nothing unsavory <laughs> which part have you worn out i've worn out my left knee your left knee <laughs> and that's quite crucial because that's your high hat knee isn't that's it? correct yes. yeah see i know about these things <laughs> i think it's something to do with the fact that you and i used to go out for 15 years so yeah. <laughs> you get to learn these things so what what's caused the uh, the knee problem
6: well arthritis
2: arthritis yeah mm. and probably years of crawling around on your knees doing work and uh yeah, what have you that's correct and not helped by using the high hat regularly <laughs> <laughs> so you've been in yeah and you've uh had your old knee out and a new gas cooker fitted yeah um and you're ready to cook on gas again oh
6: yeah ready Excellent. ready to rock and roll
2: yeah so have you been back playing since the op
6: uh only done a few rehearsals yeah um one of them being last night, yeah. But it's uh, it's getting there. Holding yeah. up, is it? Oh yes,
2: yes. Excellent, because it's no good sending it back under guarantee, really. It's <laughs> it's one of those things that either works or it doesn't. Yeah, that's uh, right. But I I was very heartened that you came up to see me Christmas Eve, mm. and that was only a few days after the op, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, you know it's obviously gone well for you. Yeah.
6: Yep. Now
2: we were talking. Obviously, um, you got the anniversary, the twenty fourth. Did you say? Yeah. Twenty fourth years, which is quite something, Um, but you're also doing something very special to celebrate that 24 years and to benefit uh, a a charity. Now, tell us about that. Let me talk to uh, John now. John Layton, you've been associated with The Full Motley ever since their inception. Tell us a little bit about what you're planning to do to celebrate this 24 anniversary. first time
7: I ever saw the band play was a surprise party for me when I was 50.
2: Wow,
7: and yeah, it was wonderful, wonderful. Um, some very good friends of Anne and I, my wife, um, Martin and Valerie Jackson, and they came along to one of the very, very first gigs the band did at the Red Lion at Hate Spring. And Mar- uh, Matthew, being the performer that he was, saw this very attractive lady sort of jigging around grabbed hold of her and got her dancing which she loved and they followed the band ever since whenever they could see see them. <clears throat> um, unfortunately she uh, developed bowel cancer early last year and sadly died um, in the summer. One of her last wishes was that the band play at their wake uh, rake they did and went down a storm didn't it Steve
6: yeah yeah really good
7: then from that Martin her partner thought well I'm gonna raise some money for Dorothy house and bowel cancer she went ahead and booked the Civic at Trowbridge which is a fantastic venue so March the 29th they are playing now sound engineers included lighting man Bar, bar staff, stewards and security all within the fee. So very good. we're aiming for five to six hundred people. <coughs> oh, that, that <coughs> Excuse be, me. That would be very good, wouldn't it? Yeah, five pound a head, you know, okay, just a booking fee of one pound fifty. Yeah. But five pound a head, it makes it affordable for a lot of people. Ah, uh, Who
2: would not want to come? Right, exactly. I mean, I
7: know the Motley over the years have got a,
2: a big following because you play all the popular stuff, everything people yeah. want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
7: which not a lot of bands do. No. And um, so, different genres of music yes, and style. Yeah. I mean, they've played anywhere from Northampton, London. Devon. Uh, Devon, yeah. Hmm. All over the place. Warminster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dilton Marsh even. <laughs> Dilton, Dilton <laughs> Marsh. Good grief. Absolutely. Did,
2: did they have room to get the whole
7: band in? In
6: yeah, Dilton yeah, Marsh.
7: no <laughs> problem with the crowd. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's been, it's been wonderful for Anne and I to watch. Yeah. Come along. And James, my son, has actually built a very good career on guitar and guitar tuition. So, so it was a way forward for him. Oh yeah, beautiful. Because yeah. I remember
2: d- he used to he used to work with you, didn't he? That's right. For a while, um, did uh, doing graphics yeah. and uh, design that sort of thing. <coughs> uh, now you are retired, and he's oh, so. obviously we looking for something else to do.
7: Well, he looked 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 a long time before me yeah, yeah thought so I can't
2: stand working with the old no, man and
7: <laughs> driving him up the pole <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's been it's been absolutely wonderful experience for me yeah. watching it all go through it
2: must be very it, satisfying rewarding oh, all yeah. of these things yeah uh, and of course the band are still going strong Yeah. albeit with one or two artificial pieces, (laughs) but, you know, they're still going strong, um, and you're doing this very special gig. Remind us again, because we want to get this done, uh, we want to make sure that as many people as possible book tickets and go, because it's a great cause. It is. Bowel Cancer and Dorothy House Hospice, wonderful charities. Dorothy House, of course, have got um, a a local branch here in Warminster, so uh, it's a, a good thing. To oh, raise fabulous. money for, Absolutely and a, a lovely way to remember your friend as well. Yeah, yeah. So remind us of the details again, John. Well, it's March the twenty ninth, uh, which is a
7: Saturday. Saturday. Friday. Oh, Friday! It's Good Friday. Even better. Even better. Yeah. Um, tickets are five pound per head plus a booking fee of one pound fifty. Yeah. They can only be obtained through the box office at the Civic in Trowbridge. Right. Okay. Uh, doors open. Seven seven thirty ish. Yep. We plan to have the band on quarter to nine. Yep. After an intro by Matt, and right through to about eleven half past. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Richard Raw has uh, kindly uh, offered his time to do the incidental music in the interval and the uh, start and the end of the thing. And there's a, also, I think, Martin has put together um, a PowerPoint. Uh, thing for the for back projection at the stage, yeah. So, so it, it's it's all going to be good. It's, it's going to pro- be f- fantastic. Got a proper sound engineer, yeah. Lighting technician, bar bar staff, stewards, the lot. Excellent, and probably sandwiches in the interval for the band. Mm, I, I oh. think. No, but you've got you've actually got changing rooms.
2: Yeah, what? Yeah, what? Changing, what? Room, yeah. <laughs> changing
7: rooms. We can.
3: Well, with
2: it, be, beats going into the toilets, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I remember the number of times when we were going out. We were, Where's the changer? It's over there. It's Mark Gents.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're all looking forward to it. Excellent. And the response so far is. I can gauge being very good. Okay, yeah. Just getting the word out there.
2: Yes, so book up. Uh, oh, yeah. Telephone the box office. I don't suppose you've got the telephone number. I have indeed. You have indeed. Yeah. Excellent. Telephone number uh, yeah. for the box office it is... 01225...
7: 01225... 765 765
2: 072. 072 Okay. Uh now if you didn't get that number, phone us again um after the show or later on and we will give it to you down the phone. But do go along and get your tickets. It's a well worthy Calls and uh, so double congratulations to the Full Motley for their twenty-four years. Yeah, and uh, let's hope that this uh, celebration of your uh, birthday is also uh, a good tribute to yeah. your uh, loss of your friend, and also will benefit two wonderful charities. Oh yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming in, thank and you. we'll thank do you. our best thank to you. promote it for you. i get that. Quiz Quiz of the week. Quiz of the week. Quiz of the week. 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 Things are going awfully well today, aren't they? That that went very well. I thought. Yeah. (laughs) I started at seven o'clock this morning, and and it's it's not got any better (laughs) since. Oh dear. Oh well, never mind. Never mind.
0: Indeed. Right. Um. (laughs) Right. So, are you are you ready? I'm ready as I'll. Quiz family Robinson this week got fifty percent. Ooh.
2: Not too good for them. Mm. So, um,
0: now I'll have to explain what the colour theme is for all of these. Okay. So, um, first colour, uh, first shade of green is Sacramento.
2: Right. Sacra- have you been through the Dulux colour chart? Yes. Chart I thought you had.
0: Yeah. Sacramento is the capital of which US state? Arizona, California or Florida? Uh,
2: so, sorry, I went blank there. Say them again. Arizona. Arizona. No, it's California. Oh, darn it.
0: Which... uh, So next is Lizard Green. Lizard Green. Which Cornish town is at the northern end of the Lizard Peninsula? Is it Helston, Launston or Newquay? Uh,
2: Launston. It's
0: Helston. Oh. Uh, Next shade of green is Fern. Fern. Who did Fern Britton replace as host of This Morning in 2002? Was it Anne Diamond, Judy Finnegan or Anne Robinson? Uh, Anne Diamond. No, it was Judy Finnegan of Richard and Judy. Oh, really? Yes, Richard and Judy. I can Mm. see I'm doing badly here. What is... uh, So, next shade of green is Kelly Green. Kelly Green. What is Kelly Clarkson's only UK number one single to date? Is it My Life Would Suck Without You? Since You've Been Gone or Mr. Know It All? Uh Since You've Been Gone. It's My Life Would Suck Without You. (sighs) Who played Sub Postmaster Lee Castleton in the ITV drama Mr. Bates vs. The Post Office? Lee Oakes, Ralph Little, or Will Meller? Will Meller. That's correct. (laughs) 10%, 10%, 10%,
2: 10%, 10%. Thank
0: goodness for that. Mm. So at the halfway point. No, get, actually,
2: let's not worry about that's that. not. Just keep, going. keep going, keep going. Press on.
0: How many years is an emerald anniversary? Is it 35, 45, or 55? Um,
2: 45. It's 55. Oh.
0: Next a shade of green is India. India, right. Mumbai is the most populous Indian city. Delhi is second. Which is third? <sighs> is it Chennai, Bangalore, or Calcutta? Uh,
2: let's take Calcutta. It's Bangalore. How is it? Oh well, I would. Have, my other choice would have been Chennai. Well, there we are. Uh, next shade of green is pine. Pine.
0: Jonathan Pine is the lead character in which spy thriller novel and TV series? Is it the night manager, Tinker Tailor soldier spy, or the spy who came in from the cold?
2: Uh, Tinker Tailor soldier spy? No, that's George Smiley. Uh, oh, when we asked the Oh, is it, did you ask for author? No. What did you ask for? I
0: said, Jonathan Pine is the lead character in which oh, spy thriller novel.
2: right. Yes. I watched The Night Manager. I yes. don't recall his name as being uh, Jonathan Pine. It was Pine. Tom Watts' face. Yes, Tom Hiddleston. Yes, that's yes. it. See, yes. I remembered his name. Yes. Do I get a point for that? No.
0: <sighs> Lime-coloured what are blighting London's streets, according to news reports this week? is it lime-colored protesters, lime-colored taxis or lime-colored bicycles? Uh let's go with bicycles. That's correct. 20%, 20%, 20%.
3: 20%.
0: 20%. 20%. And finally, in a beautiful pea-green boat is a line from which poet's work? Edward Lear, Lewis Carroll or Spike Milligan?
2: <laughs> I would so love it to be Spike <laughs> Milligan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Edward Lear. That's correct. 30%, 30%, 30%, 30%. 30%. 30%,
0: 30%. Oh. So well done. You yes, finished so this week on 30%. 30%.
2: I, it was a difficult week.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of this edition of Around Warminster. As always, you can get in touch andrew.robinson at wcrfm.org.uk or you can call 846111 in Warminster and the surrounding area. We'd love to hear your views on the news and we want your ideas, as always. Don't forget, for more local news and information, I host Community Chest on WCR each Saturday morning from 9am until noon. Details of all our programmes can be found online at www.wcrfm.org.uk and on our app. Listen in Warminster and the surrounding area on 105.5 FM. That's it. Around Warminster, thanks for listening.